Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Diving, diving deep, deep, diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to So let's do this one, John. This this episode, we're going to do a preview of the Texans offensively this year. Different facets of it. The four most important players. The good and the bad, Achilles heels, secret weapons, and then what the biggest question we each feel is for the offense this year, John. So why don't we do the four most important players, and we'll do it with these caveats. One, non-C.J. Stroud. I think we can all agree that C.J. Stroud is maybe the most important player in the entire building over there, depending on how he does. So for offense, we'll do it dueling piano style, John, back and forth. Uh, the four most important players for the Texans offense, the four horsemen, if you will, of the Texans offense um this year non-cj stroud category and i'll let you go first my friend thank you very much it's an easy one it's uh running back damian pierce the second season because a running game can be a quarterback's best friend especially a young inexperienced quarterback he needs a running game he doesn't need the pressure on him every play pierce has got uh devin singletary there to take some weight off of his shoulders. So I think Pierce is the most important player because he can control the ball, help keep uh, their defense fresh. So I'd start with Damian Pierce. Do you think he'll touch the ball touch the ball more this year, John, or less than last year, given the Devin Singletary? I agree with you on Pierce. He's clearly their number one running back. What do you think the presence of Devin Singletary does to Pierce's usage this year? Well, more important is the presence of Bobby Slowick, the new coordinator. It came from the 49ers, and they run first and foremost. Everything works off their running game. So I think 
the split's going to be like 60-40. To me, there's no use to put Pierce in the game when it's a passing situation. He, he can catch the ball, but he averaged five yards of catch last year. They don't need him taking any more hits than he's going to take, especially with his rough style of running. So I think it's going to be a 60-40, and whether he touches it more, I'm going to say yes since he missed all of four games and almost all of a fifth. Yeah, you know, I'm in on a per-game basis, but that's a fair point. The missing the four games, and I think John, I think he's going to take less punishment this year. I, you know, that the, the whole offense was such a cluster bleep last year. I, I think the I think they're going to you know be able to scheme some more things to get him. You know, that one cut, and then there's some open field there. I think he's going to see a lot more open field than he did last year. It's hard to see less than he did last year. Um, well, one thing is, when he hits the open field, he doesn't look for the open field. He looks for somebody to run over. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, he's got to stop doing that. <laughs> um, all right, I'll do. I'll go next here. Four most important players offensively for the Texans. I think their best player, as far as the league looking at this team, would be Laramie Tunsil, the left tackle. He was paid as such for the second time in his career. He becomes the highest paid offensive lineman in football. He's definitely a first-team All-Pro when it comes to the business side of things at the NFL, um, and uh, and I think you know Laramie had a great season last year, John. I think you know he allowed one sack. I think getting him locked in and doing some of the other things they did on the offensive line is really going to help CJ Stroud. And and you know for CJ Stroud to have that guy watching his blind side when we're not sure yet what CJ Stroud is in terms of the ability to to maneuver and improvise and and work the pocket. He didn't have to do a ton of that at Ohio State because they were so much better than everybody they played. The one time he did have to do it was against Georgia and he was great at it. So I'm enthu- you know I'm I'm optimistic about that. But I love uh I love the presence of Laramie Tunsil. I love kind of what he sort of evolved into in in the building over there. Like he was a guy when they when Deshaun Watson was asking out and everybody else is jumping off the ship, I thought Tunsil would be the next one. It is amazing what $25 a year can do for you as far as, uh, you know, feeling great about things moving forward. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, in the previous contract, he was the highest paid offensive lineman in history. And this one, he's the highest paid offensive lineman in history. Pro Football Focus says Tunsil was the highest graded offensive lineman in the NFL last season, not just tackles when it came to run, I mean, to pass protection. Pass protection. He's never been big on run blocking. And uh, kind of like a cornerback that covers great but doesn't stop the run like uh, Deion Sanders. But uh, I, with the emphasis now, everybody has to run block. Everybody does. Wideouts, tight ends, uh, running backs, everybody, depending on who carries the ball. And I think Laramie uh, it will be good enough as a run blocker and outstanding as a pass protector between him and Damian Pierce helping out a rookie quarterback. 
uh, I think that's going to be tremendous for Stroud. All right, four most important players on offense. So we've got two, Damian Pierce and Laramie Tunsil. John, you're next. Tight end Dalton Schultz. Uh, Schultz uh, signed a one-year deal for $9 million. That means they're going to get the very best out of him because he's looking for a big payday. The uh, Cowboys had to uh, franchise Tony Pollard instead of Schultz for a second time, so he took off. You know, he's a really good receiver. He's shown that. He started slow in his career. Then he developed, and uh, I think for a quarterback who's going to throw a lot of short and intermediate passes, I think Schultz may be his – maybe end up with more catches than anybody. Although I do think Robert Woods will be the go-to receiver. All right, uh, John, a last one here for most important player. And I say most important, you know, I think there's it's a combination of probably important and good, you know, like Juice Scruggs is an important player for this team. I wouldn't Absolutely. put him on a list, a list like this um, yet. He hasn't played a snap. It came down to two for me here, John, and they're both guys that you think are going to be captains on this team next year. Robert Woods, wide receiver, and Shaq Mason, the guard, I think are both going to be incredibly important. I'll go with I'll go with Woods just so we're attacking a different position group here since we already hit offensive line with Laramie Tunsil. Um, but I think Robert Woods, I think the leadership that he's providing, that is a young, young, young receiving core that they've got. Because um, I think Nico Collins, third-year guy, John Mechie, really a rookie. You know, he's been in the building for a year, but he's not played a snap of football. And then, obviously, the two rookies. So, I think are both going to – Tank Dell is going to make the team, obviously. And then Xavier Hutchinson, I think, will make the team, too, although you got Noah Brown in the mix as well. They've got six or seven bodies, a wide receiver. So, we'll see what happens. But Robert Woods, the combination of leadership, I think Robert Woods has a chip on his shoulder to get back to some of the numbers he feels he's capable of. I think his – Signing in Tennessee last year really did a, did, a, did a number on his numbers last year. That was not a good passing offense last year. And I think maybe most importantly, similar to what you talked about with Tunsil, Robert Wood's willingness to block on the edge and be a, a, a willing blocker in the run game in this offense, I think is going to be a big, big key. So I'll go as the fourth most important slash best offensive player, Robert Wood's wide receiver. Woods was playing great for the Rams and he blew out his knee. So he signs with Tennessee. He was not the same player first year back, and now he's all the way back. The coaches love Woods. He he talks to offensive players. He talks to defensive players, and they love everything about him. He spends a lot of time with C.J. Stroud. That's why I'm saying I think he'll be the go-to receiver in clutch situations because Stroud will have a really good rapport with him off the field, which means he's going to trust him a lot. So I think Woods is a – Really, really good one. And you know what? Really the most important player outside of Stroud is Juice Drugs because we know what we're getting from Tunsil. You know what you're getting from from uh, 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 Nathan Harris. And you know what you're going to get Shaq Mason. Juice Drugs better produce when he gets in. You don't trade up into the second round for a center and not play well, and they're operating without a net there. It's not as though he's coming in and he's they drafted him to replace some veteran that's on his last legs and you know or mentor him or anything like that. I mean, it, if, it, if it ain't him, it's Scott Quesenberry, you know, like it. So who was bad last year? So and I, I bet Quesenberry doesn't even make the team. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that actually.